0: Lot Talk Radio. All <laughs> Total Sports Live podcast, the special edition of the Total Sports Live podcast. As we said, we were going to do another one, but we didn't know that we were going to do one about what happened tonight. As I'd like to begin, he is gone. When I mean he, the product, the, the, the falling, how can I say this, as they said on the radio, the fallen Messiah, who came from Oregon, with his glorified, glorified, offense. His no huddle fast paced offense. That man is gone. At seven fifteen tonight, he was given his walking papers. Jeffrey Laurie told the man, you know what? It's time now I'm going into the other pastures. He is gone. The guy who got rid of Deshaun Jackson without no reason. The guy who traded away one of the NFL's best running backs in LaShawn McCoy for Kiko Alonso is gone. The guy who let go, Evan Masters, is gone. The guy who let go, Jeremy Macklin, and didn't want to pay him an extra $2 million, is gone. That man is Chip or Charles Kelly. The mystery man is now gone. But we're going to talk about this decision and everything that comes with it, the, the fallout, the reaction, everything about this. But... Before I get underway, let's bring on the, a huge panel tonight. We're just going to go down the line. There's a lot of people on tonight, and I'm glad to have everybody on. Joining me on the podcast right now is Angela Montoni, a Gio Royster, Jalil Phillips, Kurt Jenkins, and Matt Brown. We got a full house here on the podcast. As the news broke. I was excited. Jalil automatic, automatically told me, you know what, man, we got to do an emergency podcast. So we're here bringing it to you. Uh, everybody... How's everybody doing? Uh, got a lot to talk about. Ecstatic. Hey, did you guys hear about
1: Chip Kelly? Um, no, wait what happened? Man, what happened with Chip Kelly? <laughs>
2: you know what? I'm just going to let you all go ahead because I'm like a cage animal right now. Y'all don't want to let me out the cage because I swear to God it's going ugly. I'm serious. Stay in there,
1: then. <laughs>
2: Oh, oh, it's going to get ugly. I'm saying that right now. I'm warning. Listen, you. I, You're gonna,
1: I'm gonna, <laughs> we were warned. I, I,
3: I say, I, 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 I say, without further ado, we jump right into it. You, I mean, Jovan. What have I been saying for the last three years? Chip Kelly's arrogance will be his downfall. Jeremy Macklin is in the playoffs. Deshaun Jackson mm-hmm. is in the playoffs. Andy Reid is dabbing into the playoffs on one of the hottest winning streaks in the league. Uh, and Chip Kelly is in the classifieds.
0: So, Don't forget you know. about Evan Mathis. He made oh, it.
3: Evan Mathis. Yeah. in the playoffs. After, after one of the luckiest uh, luckiest turn of events in Monday Night Football history, Evan Mathis is in the playoffs. You know, I, I mean, you, you stripped down which was... You know, you strip down a, a top-tier offense. You you let a, a, an alleged gang member walk. Uh, you trade away the all-time leading rusher in Eagles history for a guy who can't stay on the field or play any kind of... Uh, how can I put this nicely? He just doesn't look like a football player to me, honestly. But... Uh, you know, I mean, everything he, I mean, you signed DeMarco Murray and he's, I mean, you act like you don't know how to use him. To me, it was, to me, that move was just more so about taking him away from Dallas and more so bringing him in. I don't doubt that Chip Kelly is a smart football coach. Is he a good football coach? Yes. Is he, you know, is he a winning football coach? I've always doubted that. I want to tell you why. Because people give people give him way too much credit for what he did at Oregon. Yes, he did he did great things at Oregon, but he didn't win championships. He got to one championship and he lost. Uh, pre, you know when he was at um I think he, before he was at Oregon, he was uh he was at a school on the East Coast. I'm not it's not ringing a bell, but you know,
2: he, Connecticut or University something. of New Hampshire.
3: Yeah, University, yeah. Of, University. of New, I mean, New
2: Hampshire. They, they,
3: how many championships has this man won? People made it seem like when he came into Philadelphia that you know we got we got Joe Gibbs or somebody. Like somebody who I mean he he was respected throughout the college rankings. But I mean this guy was low man on the totem pole when it came to the NFL. And honestly, he might have less respect now than he did when he came into the week. I think I think Lurie made the right move. Uh I mean, I mean, it was actually kind of shocking that he fired Chip Kelly in the middle of work week. You know, right before, right before a major holiday, it's the last game of the season. You think you let him ride it out, but uh, I guess you know. Once again, we all know how Chip Kelly is in these press conferences. He was probably he was probably the same way with Jeffrey Lurie behind closed doors, and we we all know Jeffrey Lurie. You know, it's either it's his way or the highway, and you know, Chip. You know, two kings can't run one castle. Chip Kelly didn't want to relinquish power. There are also rumors that Chip Kelly uh, swayed the Eagles away from Bruce Arians, who is now doing great things in Arizona. And mind you, uh, they actually destroyed the Eagles not too long ago in primetime. So, you know, I, I think it had to be done. I'm actually anxious to see who they bring in and. What other domino? What, what what domino effect this causes? Do we get rid of Billy Davis? Do we get rid of uh, Sam Bradford? Do we draft a quarterback? You know, a, a lot more questions.
0: No, you bring up a you bring up great points and great segue for everybody else to jump in. I'm just going to go down the line and get everybody's thoughts on what Kurt said and just about the news and reaction. So. Angela, your thoughts, your news and reaction. Don't worry, deal. D.O., we're about to get to you right after Angela. No, that's all, right, that's all
2: right. I, I feel like I need to go last anyway.
0: Okay, all right. We're going to go Angela, and then we're going to hit Matt and Jalil. So, Angela, go ahead.
1: Well, I, as far as Kelly's arrogance goes in the press conferences, I think, you know, kudos to him because he's the only person in sports, players, coaches, staff, what have you, that can make Howard Eskin look like a good guy. Uh, that's that's that's, a, that's that's a tough ring to win right there i agree uh, i mean i'm my personal feeling on it is i am i am relieved that i don't have to be frustrated with the four and five plays he calls every game anymore i'm relieved that i don't have to watch him mishandle his talented players anymore and it's Mostly, I'm just I'm happy that I don't have to be worried about him having a personal issue with a player in the locker room and just cutting them just because. Because you just you just went down the line and listed all, and he got rid of just without really any concrete reason other than it was, you know, alleged things or because someone didn't go to voluntary this or that. Like someone pissed him off, and he just said, "All right, well, I can cut you." No, that's what I'm most happy about. I don't have to worry about that anymore. Like we can actually get attached to players again because they might stick around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, Jaleel, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Good. No, 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 no go, ahead. go ahead. We got a lot of people on the night. That's I pretty much said what I wanted to so. say. <laughs> I mean, okay. So
0: I yeah, I actually don't have that much to say. I mean, I, I was really surprised when it came to uh, him being let go, especially before the last game of the year. That was what surprised me the most. Um, I, if you if had asked me yesterday if he was going to be let go at all, I would have said no. And the reason I, I would have said that is because I don't think that it would be fair for another person to be have to come in and have to deal with all the lack of talent. That just that I mean, if you think about it, man, Chip Kelly came in here, he stripped this roster of everything that he didn't want, which, which happened to be a lot of talent, and now he's getting to leave scot-free. Whoever is going to have to come in and get this job, is coming into a is coming into a very unfair situation. You're coming into a team uh-huh. that's riddled with with a lot of weaknesses, a, riddled with a lot. It has to be going to have a lot of holes in the roster. Um, you're probably as a head coach, you're probably not going to have control over your 90 man roster because now that Chip is out of the way, me and Matt we were actually talking about whether Howie Roseman might get his job back as having control over that. Um, we, were, I mean, we we're. I mean, it's just. It wouldn't be fair to whoever would have to come in. Now there are a couple names out there. We can talk about that later. But um, I actually don't have much to say about it. I was
4: just surprised all the way around.
0: And finally, Matt, your thoughts on everything?
4: Well, uh, aside from the devastating loss of the uh, protein shakes, I know that's going to shake up the team a little bit. We won't have the Chip Kelly's diet to um, go on anymore. I know that's going to rattle some feathers. My question, my my only thing is, is what happened. Something had to happen. We look back to the 20, and I'm not talking about what happened over the last three years. I'm talking about the last 24 hours. We look at the 2012 season. Andy Reid probably had his bags tacked by week 12, you know. He was probably already interviewing, but he sticks, you know, stuck around. Lori kept him around. You know, to the last game, they had a celebration for the man the day after the last game, celebrating his firing, but he at least stayed there, you know the whole season. For this to happen today, with one game left, something had to happen today. I'm not sure what exactly it is, but i I want to know that I know we're probably going to get more word, more rumors, more speculation. but I feel like something happened today between Chip, between Lori. Between players, it's something that just made this whole thing blow up very prematurely. I mean, I think his time was definitely numbered, but for it to happen so suddenly, I think there's there's more to the story that we're missing.
0: Definitely, there is more to the story. Yeah, if you want to check out all those news rumors and all that stuff, shameless plug: totalsportslime.com will have it all. Shameless plug right there. Um, but we had everybody give their opinion, and now we're going to let a deal. Give his thoughts because he's been waiting and waiting his sound off. So, Adia, you are holding the floor, and you can now give your thoughts on everything. And he All doesn't right. have to go after Angela. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll I'll go after everybody
2: equally. It's fine. All right, so let's get into this. Let's get into this topic about arrogance. Let me just shut this down right now. Okay, maybe Chip Kelly's arrogant, but. If you're standing here and telling me that Chip Kelly is no more arrogant than a guy like Bill Belichick, or a guy like Pete Carroll, or a guy like Tom Coughlin,
4: all those guys are. I don't ring. know what
2: I don't know what the heck you're even talking about in terms of arrogance, because those are all some arrogant head coaches that are all allowed to do their own thing. Now yeah, I get right what you're too. saying. Hold on. I get I get what you're saying about the rings, but I made this point before. I'm going to make it again. Chip Kelly's only one of three dudes in the league that has the GM and coach hat. First year that Bill Belichick had both of them, he went 5-11. and 11. He turned out pretty well. Pete Carroll had the two halves on his first two seasons, 7-9 and back-to-back. He turned out okay. So I don't know why after one season where it didn't go swimmingly the way everybody thought it would, all right, time to jettison this thing. This plan ain't working. I, the time, the decision is wrong. The timing is wrong. It's all just wrong. Because when you look at it like this, we are now in the exact same position we were two years ago when we let Andy Reid walk. And I'm telling you right now, there isn't a coach. There isn't a coordinator. There isn't a dude patrolling the sp- the sidelines of a high school football Friday night light situation that's going to come in here and going to do any kind of good right away, okay, there's not one. Bruce Arians, he's in Arizona, he's doing his thing. Maybe you get lucky and you get to hire somebody like a Chuck Pagano, who I don't really want anyway because of his health issues. Maybe you get somebody like a Daryl Bevel. But, again, how good is he going to be without Pete Carroll standing right next to him? Somebody mentioned the Panthers' offensive coordinator. His name escapes me at the moment. How much of it is him and how much of it is Cam Newton? Like, there's all kinds of questions behind anybody that you're going to bring in here. At least with Chip Kelly, you knew what he was, you knew what he was trying to do, and you just didn't give him enough time to do what he really wanted to, just like everybody else has had that chance. Andy Reid, we've gone through so many disappointing seasons with Andy Reid. I don't know why we were so quick to pull the trigger on this one. And I'm going to finish it like this. Chip, I know you're out there listening to me because I emailed you and I – I paid you a couple times tonight Listen You go to Tennessee You get your money You reunite with your boy And you win division titles And when you come back to Philadelphia You rub it in everybody's faces Because they deserve it at this point uh,
3: can, I right. really strong, can I say something
4: really words, quick? Strong words Go ahead Kurt
3: Okay you say um, I'm, I'm just trying to I'm, 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 You know You, you say with Chip Kelly, you know what you got. You can't say that because we don't know what we got with Chip Kelly. The only thing we got is a stripped-down team and an embarrassment of a season. Okay, he he made the playoffs in his first year. Let's just be real. That was Andy Reid's team. That wasn't his. The team he put together, the team he he uh you know he he uh went out and produced. We're currently out of the playoffs. You know we're uh. Staring at, you know, I'd rather us go six and ten, and just flat out lose to the Giants in Week Seventeen. My my personal belief is that you know Chip Kelly, he he had. I'm trying to be trying to be really nice and like trying to be cordial about this, but it, it's it's almost sad because when you look at the team when he took over and you look at the team now, I mean any coach coming any coach coming to the let's say we didn't hire Chip Kelly, any coach coming in back then would have done. A lot better than what Chip Kelly did, given it was Andy Reid's team. He wouldn't—I don't believe he would have gotten rid of Deshaun Jackson. I don't believe he would have. The coach would have gotten rid of uh, Macklin. I mean, he would have re-signed Macklin. Only, only thing I could really see them doing is possibly moving Nick Foles. But then again, I don't even really see that happening. He totally stripped down this team to the bone. I mean, this team—let's just be honest—this team has no talent. Whatsoever in comparison to when Chip Kelly took over. If you were to line this team up against the team, maybe on the defensive side of the ball, because our defense, you know, and even that, even now, our defense is is, is a joke. I mean, they're they're worn down, and I and I actually can say uh, when I was watching all the coverage throughout the media tonight, Derek Gunn was on live television, and he had several players text him back when they asked him how they felt about Chip Kelly getting getting uh, uh, getting cut. And they were uh, several uh, players on the team said about time. Now, minus the few like uh, Jordan Matthews who had no idea. But you know, when you lose the locker room, and then when you lose when you lose your only ally, which is Jeffrey Lurie, you're asking to get fired. I mean, that's just common sense. You can't lose the trust of your players; they're your employees. Once you lose them, it's a wrap. When you're the when you're the only bird sitting out on that tree limb. You know, it is quite lonely up there. And you have, when you have no support, it's over for you. I'm sorry. But, when, you know, this, this team didn't – it was apparent in the way they played. They were a top-five defense the first, what, six or seven weeks of the season. And then after that, you give up back-to-back 30, 40-point performances. Like, that's just horrible. It, and you know that we all know Jeffrey Laurie. When it comes to Philadelphia Eagles, it comes. it's about playoff wins and, you know, trying to get this team to win a Super Bowl. And – they, they felt vastly short of that goal without not even making the playoffs. They don't. I mean, I didn't even want this team to make the playoffs because
2: th- mm-hmm. they're not a
3: contender in any any way, shape, or fashion. I
0: going no, go great... to you make a go
2: ahead. No, you make a great I'm point just... about.
0: Go ahead, Adia
2: I'm just going to go <laughs> back to something that you said about um, Chip Kelly when he took over. Yeah, he went ten and six his first two seasons but that was Andy Reid's finished product, okay? We don't know what Chip Kelly's final product was going to be, so we can't really judge him based on just this one lackluster season. I would have gave him at least one more year to figure it out, and then, then maybe fire him. But the timing of this is just all wrong.
0: I agree with you, Adil. I think the timing is pretty wrong. At the same time, I think that he wasn't fired because of just his performance. I think he was... I think he was let go because of his decision. I mean, the guy, <clears throat> you, you decide to let go of Deshaun Jackson for nothing. Macklin walked for nothing. Uh, you know, Leshaun McCoy came back for an injured linebacker who I think might have 10 tackles on the year. I mean, I, I, I mean, I mean DeMarco, Murray, um, DeMarco Murray, his arrival in Philadelphia was highlighted by the fact that he
4: had two carries against the Cardinals. I mean I mean no, remember that's 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 Staley's fault. <laughs> According to so Chip It's all Du Staley Ooh, dude, Shuttell's, hein, Shuttell's. Shuttell, Shuttell. Coach nothing to do with that. Chip Staley's literally
0: the only person, only coach I have ever known to throw their coach their assistant coach under the bus that hard. Uh, First of all, you signed somebody for $40 million. I doubt the running back coach is the one doing the rotation. I'm sorry. I just don't (laughs) buy it. Okay? Don't (laughs) buy that crap. Nobody buys that. No, you're right. Nobody does buy that. And, you know, like everybody's saying, you know, we can head back and go back to, oh, the Eagles were 10-6 the first season. They were ten and six in second season. We got to remember that second season they were ten and six. They lost three games in a row in the month of December to Seattle. Two dollars where we saw Bradley burnt toast, toast Fletcher get dominated by Des Bryant, and then we saw in the last time then we saw Washington beat them. Deshaun Jackson goes off again to get the Eagles in the same thing around. Eagles going to a slot in the month of December. They lose again in a playoff in a playoff scenario. You got Jason Peters. Who basically said, "You know what? I'm not. I'm hurt. I'm not going to play for this team because they're not making the playoffs." That sent, as people have been saying on the radio, that's sent, that sent a lot of signs saying that this team, you know, that Peters is not playing for the coach. He's playing for his owner. His own Jeff Lurie was the one that came up with the whole 53 Angry Men shirts. Not shirts. I mean,
3: let let's let's just be real. Jeffrey Lurie is a passionate sports owner. He loves this city and he loves this fan base. Do you know how painful that must have been to watch Deshaun Jackson, a player you drafted, a player who did some pretty damn good things on the field while he was here, win the division title with a division rival on your home field on prime time television? And then you know he's he, you know he's throwing L signs up to the fans. You know I'm pretty sure Lurie saw all of this, and I actually saw something on Twitter. That it didn't get a lot of buzz, but I had a couple people tell me that Lurie and Chip Kelly had originally met that night. So I'm like, was this predetermined? Was the loss at was the loss to Washington at home? Was that like the final you know the final straw, so to speak? Like like you guys say something. It had to be something more. People just don't get fired in the middle of a work week unless it's something drastic. We all know. No I mean, you. It, like I told you earlier no, he, it looks it looks a lot mm-hmm. like the Lane Kiffin situation. Where a guy right.
1: using... and Jeff no,
0: Lurie you loves, loves it. You... you go ahead,
1: Angela. Jeff Lurie loves winning, but let's be realistic. Jeff Lurie loves money too. That's why they've hit season or that's why they've hiked ticket prices four times in the past, what, five years? You know, he sees that the stadiums are pretty much half full after halftime, you know, he knows that people aren't going out and buying the merch anymore. I mean, that's got to motivate him somehow, too. Like, three years ago, three, four years ago, you would see people in... in, in April wearing Eagles crap all around. Like now it's like everyone's embarrassed to wear it because the team is so terrible. So he sees that. He's taking a hit to it too. That, that's gotta have something to do with it. You know, he he's a businessman. At the end of the day he's had to make money. I don't know. I think that he tried to take GM away from Chip and Chip with his colossal arrogance said no and Jeff just said bye.
0: Yeah, no, that's pretty much how it happened. ESPN style pal Antonio reported tonight that, you know, him and Lori and Chip had a meeting. And one of the decisions Lori brought up to the proposed idea that he wanted to take personnel, uh, the personnel power from Chip. Chip wasn't a fan of it. And, you know, we know how that story ended. There, Obviously, Tom, it was time for Chip to leave. So when we think about this, now, going forward, Week 17, we are going forward. Pat Shermer is now the interim head coach just for this, just for this game against Week 17. All intentions are we want the Eagles to lose, obviously. 6-10, and 10, get highest up as a six overall pick in the draft. If you also lose, you get to play the Rams over in London, but that's a whole different story for a whole other day. But we go forward to now saying, where do we go from here as the head coach, and
4: where does Chip Kelly land?
1: Who cares? Chip Kelly's going wherever oh. he
4: wants to go. Let's just be real. Yeah. It's not going to be in the NFL. But in the NCAA, he's going wherever he wants to go. No. Let's just be real. They don't <laughs> care about championships. There's like 100 bowl games. As long as you make one of them, they, that's a success. So Chip Kelly's going to go wherever he wants. That's what I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee would be idiotic to bring in Chip Kelly only because of the Marcus Mariota connection.
2: I mean, it's, it's a young team. It makes sense. He can mold them however he wants, so it would make sense. Yeah, I think if I were Chip problem. Kelly, it would make perfect sense.
1: Yeah, and then he would the get to problem. go there and be with his boy who he blew up our team for to try to get.
2: And I now he's got Eagles, him, and he's going to win the AFC South.
3: i say the Eagles' son...
1: That's not really saying much, though.
3: I say the Eagles bring in Sean McDermott.
4: I like Yeah, it. He's probably salty now, too. He should have never left in the first place, in my opinion. Kurt,
2: Kurt, don't make me hurt you with the Sean McDermott. Do not I'm make being me hurt honest you right now. Think about it. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. I mean,
3: what, 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 is, what, what would be so bad about Sean McDermott? He already has a Philadelphia connection.
2: That's the thing. I like this whole like you have to be from Philadelphia, or you have to have some connection with Philadelphia. I I hate that narrative so much because we've seen with other franchises like the Phillies did the best when they when they brought in Pat Gillick, who was somebody from the outside to come in, like somebody that was disassociated from the franchise completely.
1: Oh, let's not start talking about the Phillies. I don't need to be depressed about them until March.
2: I'm sorry. I had to make the point.
1: Yes, yes. I agree. No, no but- Yeah, you know what? No, you're completely right. You're completely right. Pat Gillick was a complete outsider who came in with the experience and knew what he was doing, and he made some moves that were not – universally uh, loved by the fan base. I remember the Joe Blanton signing. Everyone was paying him on the radio, like you're supposed to be G. But you're right. He came in from the outside. He had fresh eyes. And then when he retired, they gave it to that boob who also destroyed the team because he couldn't get by his own bias. I I agree with you on that. I mean, I think in this situation, it might be more beneficial to bring in someone who has nothing to do with this organization, nor have they ever.
0: But at the same time when we talk about potential coaches and Kurt brings up Sean McDermott, I mean, what is wrong with Sean McDermott? Maybe you Williams know was like to he had a question. head coach.
3: They just keep saying you just keep saying go outside the – you go outside the organization, but that's not what I ask. I asked what is wrong with Sean McDermott as a head coach?
1: I don't have any I don't have any re, I don't have anything to say to you. I don't have there's I don't have anything wrong to say about him being a head coach. I mean that would be an option that I would I would be I'd be Fairly satisfied, with. I wouldn't dislike that move because I think he's a decent coach. Again, I mean, look I'm at what he's sure. done. Look at what he's I'm done in his sure.
0: last – Remember, look how he did with the Eagles when he left. I think the defense was in ranked in the top half, and then look what he's doing with Carolina. And you might say, well, look at the pieces that he has on that defense. Yeah, he might have the pieces in the front seven and might have a one piece in the secondary, but that's still – He's made, He's turned. His scheme has turned Kirk Coleman into a Pro Bowler. I will. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that that is something. Yeah, that to be marvelled by. I, yeah. will, I have to admit that is something to be a by. I, although I will say this, though, know, I'm a little concerned with the idea that our that our defense will be switching back to a four three because that is right. the only defense that Sean McDermott has ever run. Now, if we switch back to a four three. We're going back into a flux change again. And, you know, we went through that before. You know, it, it takes at least a year and a half to really learn to switch back. You know, I mean, we got rid of most of our 4 3 players, too. So, I mean, it's a completely different defense from there, from there on out. <laughs> hey, no,
3: for like, over the, the last three years, we got rid of a lot of players.
1: Yeah, we got of, yeah, that's what I was thinking. We got rid of a lot of our players. I'll just. Uh... I
0: would like to say thanks to Brandon for giving me that that.
4: Interesting note about Chip Kelly. According to Jay Glazer, Chip Kelly has no desire to be a personnel guy. He only wants to coach, and he hopes to remain in the NFL. I thought that was interesting. Again, that comes from Jay Glazer. Well, that's his mea culpa.
1: That's that's his mea culpa. That's his tucking his tail between his legs. That's... That's him you know, trying to publicly save face that maybe he might be able to get a job in, in the NFL again. He...
4: I don't believe no, the part right. about him having no desire. I think, like you said, that's just his plea. And then once he gets in there, it's going to be the same crap wherever he lands it. So mm-hmm. I don't believe it, but that's, that's what's being said right now. He just wants to be a coach. Yeah,
0: he definitely does. And for everybody that's listening live, the live feed is about to go out at the 30-minute mark. But be you'll be able to hear the full 45-minute podcast as we go off at 1130 live. But make sure to check out and click the link back later tonight when it's posted on Twitter and Facebook with the whole 45-minute as we continue to talk about the Chip Kelly and the Chip Kelly being departed situation. Oh, man. So, I don't even know. So, when, when we look at Chip now, everybody, Chip is going. Now, what happens now? What is the – what happens? What's the next domino? Is Billy Davis going? Is Pat Shermer gone? Is I going? Is Howie Roseman going? Is Sam Bradford back? It's a whole lot of dominoes that could fall at this point.
3: Interesting fact. Interesting fact. Not to go through all, but Howie Roseman and Sean McDermott have the same agent. I'm just throwing that out there.
2: Mm-hmm. I think how I'm not
0: sure
2: that, I'm I think is sure the only one that stays. I think everybody else is going.
0: I think the Eagles hire a coach, and then they make all their decisions after that. I don't think any decisions are going to be made until they get a coach. Now, I do fully expect them to get a coach before January 15th. They're definitely going to have one before then. So... I mean, and and then once they have a coach, then we're going to find out whether those coordinators are going to change. I don't think that Pat Shermer is going to be back. I don't think – unfortunately, I don't think that Billy Davis is going to be back. I would like Billy Davis to come back, though, to be completely honest with you. Um, But it all depends on the new coach. So, and just to throw another name out there, I actually throw two names out there. I'm actually uh, – I'm a guy that actually firmly believes in – the guy out of Seattle, and, and, you know, Mr. Bevel and Tom Cable, their assistant head coach, offensive line coach over there, he's he's very well-respected out there. You know, so those are just two names to throw into that pool with uh, Sean McDermott. There's a couple other names I wouldn't mind hearing some interviews for, too. So uh, it, it's interesting to find out what you guys think about um, what the possible names might be.
3: First, I just want I'm- I want the, not to control. I want the Eagles to lose on Sunday. That's the first Domino. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll get a London game. Uh, every everything will be fine. It's one less home game. We'll have. Oh well. I That's not a pay
1: for it anyway.
3: <laughs> because we're gonna get a new head coach. Hopefully that means we get a new quarterback. I would love yep. Yep. if the Eagles draft Paxton Lynch. My day would be my my football season would be complete. I think oh, excellence again is, with the
0: rookie quarterbacks, man.
4: I, I mean, come, I mean,
3: no, 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 I mean, I'm, and I'm not downplaying. I'm not. I'm not. You know, ridiculing, ridiculing Bradford at at all because if you look at it, honestly, Bradford from a number standpoint, did not play that bad. He had this, he had just around the same completion percentage that McNabb did in 2004 when we went to the Super Bowl. He, you know, he threw for over three thousand yards. And let's just be honest: if, if he, if if he, if his receivers actually had hands and not bricks on the ends of their wrists, and they actually caught passes, I mean, he probably would have eclipsed forty five hundred yards fast. I,
2: I, yeah, I, it was, gonna...
1: What was it, what was that joke like with the with the Sixers in two thousand one on Kembe Matumbo and I have feet where my hands should be? That was what the receivers <laughs> looked like this season.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, and it you was know, just
3: contagious.
0: Yeah, you know, interesting fact just to throw out there when it came to that, you know, Sam Bradford's numbers. I mean, for a while the Eagles had an eight percent drop rate. I mean, think about that. Eight mm-hmm.
4: percent of the mm-hmm.
0: passes thrown
4: were dropped. That's horrible.
0: I mean, think what? about what that could have what that would have meant. For the for all of these three and out drives that we've seen this year, I mean we saw it. We saw it. We saw on Saturday night Nelson Aguilar dropping passes and touchdowns in the end zone. And people, right, think about what that means for that game. And people argue, you know, oh well, you know he
3: he threw all short passes and you know five yard passes. I'm like, well, I mean, can you blame the guys? Because when you do <laughs> air it out, you have Nelson Aguilar who can't catch a cold. Or you have Zach. I mean, you know, in the beginning of the season, Zach Ertz just had Butterfingers like out of his mind, and I'm just not even going to get started on Riley Cooper. I just don't even. I forget he's even on the field. Oh, he's
1: He's gone now. We can all rejoice over that. He's out of here. (laughs) No more blocking for
3: Riley Cooper. I think I think think Angela speaks for like uh, every season ticket holder.
4: I do want to say let's not let's not uh, blow past this game on Sunday. Just you know, quickly. I know a lot of it's not going to matter. I want to I want to see if there's going to be some uh, some huddles. I want to see if there's going to be some audibles. I want to see how many touches DeMarco Murray is going to get on Sunday. I want to see just how different things are without Chip with this same team. I think I think we're going to be in for a surprise. I'll just say that. I think we want to see things. That we wish we would have saw all year. So I'm I'm interested in seeing what happens this Sunday. Of course, half these people won't be here, but it'll still say something. And I'm very interested to see what exactly we do, especially on offense, this coming Sunday. And you already, know, everybody.
0: And as you know, Matt Brown will always have the will have the wrap up from this game, like he has all season. So make sure you read that, Israel. And if the Eagles do win, you know, if the Eagles do win, then that puts them at what's that, seven and nine. So then that falls in line where, because Kurt wants Paxton Lynch, there's also a fall in the line of where the Eagles could be in a range for a deal with quarterback Carson Lynch. We mentioned on Sunday night he mentioned Carson yep. Lynch. Yep, yep.
3: Man, all you got to do on your tablet, on your laptop, wherever you're at listening right now, go to YouTube and type in Paxton Lynch. This dude is the- I've been watching him all season, and I was skeptical at first. But the guy just makes plays, and he—he's—he's he's a more—he's more agile Ben Roethlisberger. Like the guy—that's—I mean—that's—he's—he—he—he he can be that guy. The Eagles need a franchise quarterback. The the quarterback carousel—you—you you, you can see what it does to a team. Look look at the Cleveland Browns. I mean, they've had. <laughs> <laughs> they've had more. They've had more quarterbacks than the Kardashians had boyfriends combined.
4: It's just. Cleveland
2: Browns. That's, not, oh, that's not, he not even right.
1: Fired. I don't. First of all, right. I don't think you can
4: compare anything in football to the Cleveland Browns. Let's
1: just
4: put that out there.
1: <laughs> listen, listen, As far as the quarterback goes, yeah, you got to pick one up in the draft. Whatever one they get, I think we're all of different to the opinions on that. I, I, I will choose not to beat that dead horse tonight. Um, I will say this, though. Whoever they keep as the quarterback that they currently have on the roster has to be the one that whoever they draft can learn better from. And mm-hmm. as far as where we go from here, uh I, Jevon, I said this to you on Sunday. Uh, as far as, I'm, you know, I'm not going to put out speculation for head coach, but I want to throw maybe a name or two out there and see what you guys think is like, for lesser coaches. Um, I don't know. I kind of think maybe Trott as linebacker coach if you can convince him to do it. Or maybe you can get Sheldon Brown to be your D back coach. They're both mean, they're both nasty. And they both have a lot of accountability in the locker room, which I think were three elements of intangibles that were lacking from that defense this year.
2: I'd rather have Bobby Taylor as my secondary coach, <laughs> but that's just me. Um as As far as my personal choice for like coaching status, since we're kind of drifting down that road, um, I guess Daryl Bevel, I guess, because if you look at what he's got in Another Seattle years, it's yes. it's not exactly it's not exactly flashy, it doesn't have like big names, yeah, Russell Wilson, but he's just coming to his own now. the receivers aren't like all pros or anything. But he's still making that offense work, and he's got the horses here between DeMarco Murray, uh, Ryan Matthews, Kenyon Barner, whoever the hell is they bring in for the backfield, so he can run a nice little rushing attack here. And um, honestly, I'd, I would just like if he was a part of the staff, not necessarily the head coach, but just part of the offensive staff. Brian Schottenheimer, I mean, if he's just the offensive coordinator, he was a damn good one with the Jets. He had top ten rushing offenses every time he had a, a decent rushing attack. There was one year where he didn't have Thomas Jones for like half the season, but overall, I think Schottenheimer and Bevel could create like a nice little solid run in attack that we can base off of and get some play action going. And, you know, for, I don't know, like, David Shaw's name is getting thrown around. Like, I don't think they go back to the college ranks again ever. So I think people can get off the train with that one.
1: And you need a good run game to sustain in the NFL. I mean, you need the good run game for the run game itself, but you also need it to be able to make your pass game work too. So if your run game doesn't work, then then your offense really doesn't work that well either.
2: Oh, and if the uh, if if Kanye and the Kardashians want to get at Kurt for what he just said, that's at C Jenkins seventy six WS. At Reggie C Jenkins seventy six WS
1: favorited that tweet.
4: Yeah, I'm just, just gonna say uh, the thoughts and opinions So did Chris Humphreys.
1: The thought of our writers
4: uh, does not reflect the uh, total sight, so uh, don't come after us.
1: Just
4: come after Kurt. <laughs> no, I, I, Kurt, Kurt. I stand by you. I stand, Kurt. by you. I stand by
1: you with that Kardashian comment. I completely <laughs> I stand with Kurt. Hashtag, I stand with Kurt Jenkins on Kardashians.
3: We, go, we all know they're going to go right for Johnny Manziel anyway, so it doesn't matter.
2: Listen, Kanye, that was all, that was all Kurt. I had nothing to do with that, okay? So I'm just dissing just and singing myself right now. <laughs>
1: he's going to get right. off the phone and play stronger. That's what's going to play up on his playlist next. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man, this has been a good one. This has been a good one, and we got to wrap it up here. Um Great podcast tonight, everybody. Good job. We got to talk about Kelly. We got to talk about where to go here, coaching, coach. Uh, uh, when it comes to coaching, who should be the next guy in line. We talked a little bit about the quarterback position. There's a lot of things, like we've all said, you know, it's going to come down to who they bring in, and that's kind of going to be the domino effect going forward. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be a lot of coaching, uh, a, lot of, a lot of news and rumors coming out in the next couple of days weeks as like we said, January fifteenth could be the deadline date to find the coach. But like I said for everybody, like I said in the beginning of the show, if you want to stay in tune to everything that is happening with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Chip Kelly saga and who's coming in next and if there's any more news coming out, you already know. Make sure you go on total sports dot com. Make sure you follow on Twitter at Total Sports Live and like the Facebook page, Total Sports Live as well. Make sure you do that. Make sure you also follow all our Great writers here on the staff. I didn't know we were going to be doing a podcast two days before the end of the year, but hey, it just happened. So make sure you follow all our great writers: Jalil at Jalil Phillips, Matt at M D underscore Genesis, Angela at Ange Montone, Adio at Adio B Royster, Kurt at C Jenkins, seventy six WS, and follow me at Joe Von Ten. Everybody, this has been a good one. I'm glad we all got to do it, and like I said, Matt will have your final wrap up from this season. When they take on the Giants, they'll have that for sure. And pretty much, like I said, any of any Eagles news that comes out tonight, tomorrow, the rest of the week, just make sure we're going to have it. We're going to have opinion, news, everything under the whole uh, thing. So for me, I just want to we I just want to let everybody got three minutes, so everybody can give their goodbyes and we can end this.
3: I just want to say, and I want to quote the famous African American philosopher, Smokey. From Friday
2: Chip, Oh boy
1: get
2: Friday, <laughs> Here we go <laughs> that's, that's right With that
1: would be Calling the Poet Laureate NeNe Weeks On the one <laughs> <I can't. laughs> Honey bunches Is
2: <laughs> now. Uh, Chip Just go to Tennessee Win division titles You'll be alright
4: First I just want to say uh, Happy New Year To everyone and, Oh it's um, a I very Happy say, New Year uh, Chip Kelly, I, I love you, man. I tried to support you. They didn't listen. Sorry. Seriously,
2: man, <laughs> we tried. We we did our best, man. I'm I'm sorry it didn't work out, but you know, me me and the homie is with you, alright? So we're we're holding the black power fist up like it was nineteen seventy five. <laughs> we're with you, homie.
1: Well, Chip, I never wanted you in the first place, so I'm happy to bid you adieu. One
0: piece of advice, Chip. Stop releasing your best players.
1: No, let him let him let him dig his own grave wherever he goes from here on out. Don't give him that kind of advice.
0: I mean, even if he goes to Tennessee, he's not going to have control over player personnel. There's no freaking way.
1: No team would ever be dumb enough to give that to him again.
0: Yeah, he would never get it again. I don't believe it. And that's going to wrap DM it up here on the podcast. Power. And that's going to wrap it up here on the podcast. Everybody have a happy new year, we'll hopefully we'll be talking to you in 2016 with another podcast. So everybody have After a good a one, in, like I said. <laughs> and make sure you check out TotalsportsLive.com, dot com. And we are out. Bye everyone. Good night.
1: Good
3: night. Good night.